Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our new episode. Kevin Thole here with Jim, and we're going to today talk about finding purpose in your recovery. Kevin, I've got to tell you, I am so excited for this one. I am so excited about this episode, Kevin, because one of the things that I know is that oftentimes people in recovery, especially newly in recovery, whatever the, was the reason that you got sober in the first place, in order to keep that sobriety going for a while, you really need to define, create, and live purpose in your recovery that goes beyond your addiction. I think a lot of times when you first get sober, you think, what's next? And what do I do now? And I think that finding a purpose in your recovery and is, is a reason that's going to keep you going. It's going to help you stay empowered. And before we go deeper into that, I want to take a step back and look at the addiction. Because most people in their addiction, the literally the purpose of their life was to numb the pain to do what it took to hide from the healing and keep that facade that, hey, I'm okay, everything's fine, right? You know, what's I have no problems at all. What's your problem? There is no problems. Kevin, can you think about your addiction? What do you think the purpose of your life was when you were deep in your addiction? Well, my addiction was, was driven just so I wouldn't feel anything. I think anytime I would start to feel anxiety, feel pain, feel hurt, feel depressed, anything, I would drink or drug or gamble it away. Yeah. And it, it was to the point of I was just always covering up some kind of insecurity or covering up things because I didn't really have a purpose in life. I wasn't driven by anything except for the, the obsession to drink or drug or gamble or whatever it is, whatever your drug of choice is. And until I finally decided to get sober or chose to get sober, which everybody here has heard, you know, it started with an intervention for me. And then I thankfully realized and was fully convinced that I needed to get help and I needed to make a change in order to, to get healthy. And I think the key is what's next. And that's what the whole point of this episode is, is to, to say what's next. And that's something that you, Jim, really helped me look for and find. And other people in my life, they helped me find my purpose. And, yeah. and that, you know, whether it was my goals, all these different things in my life that have changed and developed in recovery has been huge for me. And if you're listening to this and you're in recovery, one of the things you need to understand is finding a purpose in your recovery is going to be very different than the purpose I have or the purpose Kevin has, or if you go to a group where you're strengthening your recovery and you're looking around and it's like you may look at somebody and you may all of a sudden get very judgmental because they have a purpose or this other person has a purpose. It is up to each one of you 
to create the purpose that literally fulfills your soul. Once you get through that initial sobriety process, man, it's like the slate is clean. You can actually explore so many different things to figure out the purpose that fuels your soul, that drives you to stay sober just one more day. Yeah, and I think the the important thing for me was to realize I didn't have to figure it all out at once. We talked about, you know, the 1% recovery the other day and um, little by little and things like that. The best part about being sober for me is I remember everything. You know, that's that's one of the, that's a great part. But I also yeah. get to try new things. Exactly. And, you know, I used to, one of the reasons why I drank and drugged was because anytime I was uncomfortable, I wanted to do those things. I would never do things that made me uncomfortable. But now that I'm comfortable in my own skin, I like, I'll try new things. So maybe yep. I'll play a new game, play a new sport, try a new thing, new hobbies, I can remember when I was in treatment, I was doing art and pottery and things like that. And it was just something different. It wasn't necessarily my purpose in life, but one purpose I had in life was trying new things and seeing what I enjoyed and doing things that I enjoyed. And if you're hearing this, know that as you explore these different things to see where your interest is, to see what fuels your soul, you're going to fail. The beauty of failing when you're determining your purpose or you're exploring your purpose or you're finding your purpose is it's okay to fail. Hey, you know, you may do pottery. I remember there was a phase in my life where I did a bunch of pottery and at that time it was great. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, did the pottery I wanted to do, it's time to move on to something else. If you are in your recovery and you're seeking purpose, failure is okay. It just means you found something that maybe it gave you purpose for that moment. It gave you purpose. It had you grow. And it's also something that's like, you know, pottery's not my thing anymore. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Next time we have Rachel on, you can ask her about my pottery specifically my Christmas ornaments that I made. We'll just say they're up there for this. They're up there for the sentimental reasons, uh, not because of how high quality and how pretty they are. Uh, we just remember that I did them when I was in treatment and newly sober. Okay, so tell, so tell me about them. I want, I want to hear about them. Draw a mental picture so that not only I can see what you created, but the audience can see it also. I would love to hear about that. Well, the easiest one to describe is a candy cane. I tried to paint the stripes on the candy cane. Okay. And I didn't quite, the glaze, I didn't quite mix them properly or didn't let them dry. So you have like, it kind of looks like one that's half eaten where, you know, a kid sucks on the candy cane and the color red runs kind of throughout the whole thing. That's pretty much what mine looks like. We actually last year had someone say, oh, that's so cute. Michaela made this ornament. And um, <laughs> seriously, we, we didn't have. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't quite have the. Thankfully, my wife loves me and didn't embarrass me in front of a bunch of people. And we just kind of smiled and nodded at that. But the point is, is I would have never brought that home, you know, when I was active in addiction, because when I was active in addiction, everything was fake. I had to act like I had everything together at all times. I had to act like everything was perfect. It was all a facade. Fake, fake, fake. 
one of the beautiful and empowering things about finding purpose is the fake goes away. I'm going to actually ask you to, once we get this episode edited, could you post a picture of the candy cane? <laughs> I, I will. I'll have to go down and get it. Here's a funny story too, actually. So my cousin just now texted me and he said, oh, so you're getting into Frisbee golf, huh? That was earlier and I just, I'm out of town still for work. And I said, I don't think so. Laugh out loud. Sorry for the delay. I'm out of town. I go, where did you hear this at? Now, mind you, I did play some Frisbee golf not that long ago, actually. I played three times. I decided I'm not good, so I'm not really getting into it. But he said, on the podcast, I talked about that being one of my new hobbies. It was a short-lived hobby that I did try, a new hobby. And hopefully, uh, if, if Josh is listening to this, uh, he gets to hear this. But he reminded me of yet another thing that I was horrible at that I tried early on in recovery and, okay. and um, recently tried, realized I'm not so good. And you're probably not that bad. It's just something you're choosing. Ah, Jim, to- I'm gonna just cut you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off there. Um, you were that bad. I, I'm not. I'm bad. But oh, you're bad. I'm okay. that bad. Um, but it's <laughs> but it's fun. It's still fun. I can still have fun. Okay, that makes sense. And if you do something and you're bad, do something else. And one or of the enjoy ways- it. Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. And if you're wondering, how do I do this? One of the ways for you to do this is just to sit down and write out all the things that you may want to do. Even if you think they're silly, write them out and then pick one and go do it. Kevin, if you wrote Frisbee golf down there and you went and did it and found out that you were not uh, proficient, shall we say, you did it. You just cross that off the list and go to the next item. What you will find over time is that, number one, you will have explored a lot of new different things. Number two, you will have done them and found things you don't want to do, which now allows you to accept failure as being okay. One of the things about recovery is As long as we succeed in our recovery, we may fail at finding things we like. So then you just cross it off and move on to something else. And the beauty of this is these are things that are kind of fun, that are hobbies and things like that. And these aren't necessarily like the purpose of your recovery or in your recovery, but these are things that can help get you through recovery and help you enjoy recovery. Uh, things, Things that are maybe a little bit deeper for me that are different now than they were before is being a father and um, being a good husband, finding the purpose in that and realizing Mm -hmm. that I can be good at those things. You know, since I'm sober, since I'm in recovery, I never could have said this. And sometimes it still feels weird, you know, but I'm a good father. I'm I'm a good husband. Perfect. Not at all, but I'm good at those things and I enjoy them. And, And my life has has taken a turn to where the only thing that I was focused on was getting drugs, alcohol, or finding a place to gamble. Now it's, uh, how can I be a a better father? How can I be a better husband? And just finding that purpose in my life. I think that is such a beautiful example. The other thing, by doing these things, you don't get bored. Boredom tends to be enemy number one of recovery. Because when you're bored, your mind begins literally racing and racing and racing and you think about having to do something and if you're new in recovery and you don't have these things to do where's the first place the mind goes back to the drug of choice 
it goes back to your drug of choice and, it, and it's like and all of a sudden you're going to literally sit there and think maybe I can do just one. And just like I told a client the other day who now has 17 days clean, literally one equals 20. And he's like, oh, you're right. Side note here is that enemy number one of recovery is boredom. By going through, by listing things out, by finding Find 20 things that you don't like to do because I promise along the way you're probably going to find five that you do like. And it literally becomes a game. In this game, we are committed that you win because you winning literally means that you're going to strengthen that recovery, right? That's kind of our byline here. What is it going to take for you to deepen your recovery and strengthen your sobriety? Because at the end of the day, that is what really matters. And going through these exercises, figuring out what you do like, figuring out what you don't like, in the process of doing that, you will find a much more enjoyable life and you will experience a much more enjoyable life. I love that, Jim. And, you know, talking about boredom, I'll, I'll share some stuff. So I these, these last three days now I've been out of town and because of COVID and things like that, I'm, I'm by myself and I'm doing some work. And typically, I, you know, I'm not alone. I have people around me, so I don't get as bored. But actually just tonight, I went to dinner by myself, which whatever, I'm not scared of that and enjoyed dinner. And I, I looked up and I, everybody around me was drinking. Everybody looked like they're having a great time. And for one quick second in my head, I thought, man, a drink would be nice because it would fix this boredom. And thankfully, wow. I have enough tools in my recovery tool belt that yeah. I thought, now I wasn't about to drink. I wasn't about to order a drink. You know, I just in case my wife's listening or my family's listening, I don't want anybody to freak out and think Kevin almost took a drink. It wasn't anywhere near that. Right. But I know enough in my recovery to know that thought, even if for a fleeting second, because those thoughts are going to come. You yeah. can't beat yourself up for a thought. It's right. how I handle the thought. And so I made a choice. The crazy thing, I'll tell this story. Jim, you haven't even heard this story yet, even though we talked. So I decide to get on my, um, on my phone and I look up a, uh, a recovery meeting close to me. I go to the meeting. I walk in. There's three people in the meeting. And it's one person's very first meeting ever in their life. And I got to be a part of it. And I got to share my story. I got to talk about you know, what my life was like before. And what happened and what my life is like now. And it was absolutely incredible. And it was, it was one of my other purposes in life that I found is able is helping other people and yeah. helping other people in recovery and, and being of service to other people. And this quick decision that I made to go to this meeting and I find this meeting, there's a thousand meetings. I find this one meeting, I find the one person that's there. And it was the very first time that she's ever been to a meeting. And she said it was the very first time that she's ever thought that she had an alcohol problem or, or was would identify as an alcoholic. And it was absolutely incredible. I'm not obviously sharing any names. I would never share anything like that. And frankly, I don't even remember her name. The bottom line is this, is that boredom could have caused something really, really tragic for me. But instead, because of the tools that I've learned, and working my sobriety and my recovery so aggressively is it instead of doing something that would be harmful, I did something that is helpful. And then I got to fulfill one of my biggest purposes in life, which is helping another addict or alcoholic who's suffering still and be able to help them. 
And so it was incredible. So I'm just kind of like, that's like a five point thing. But the bottom line is boredom can be tragic. But if you have the tools in your tool belt, you can then use that boredom to, to go do something that, that is your purpose in your recovery. And I want to touch on one point. If you're listening, I want to make one point because I think Kevin made a beautiful point. Thoughts happen. Understand that people in recovery are going to have thoughts about drinking, about using, about gambling. There is no way in the human mind for you to actually get rid of that thought. What you can see in the power of Kevin's story is Kevin turned that thought on its side. He actually did an action that made a difference in other people's lives. And the action was not in alignment with his thought. The action was something that was in alignment with his recovery. The more you explore all the different things that are available to you as a sober human, the more you're going to give yourself options when those thoughts come into your mind. Ultimately, you are the controller of the thought that you choose to implement. All the thoughts are always there. The difference is, in this instant, you had action that ended up making a difference in other people's lives. And for that, I acknowledge you. Thank you, Jim. I I think that the key to all of this really, you know, we're talking about finding purpose in your recovery. And for everybody, you're going to have different things that you like, whether they're hobbies, fun things you do, whatever. But you have to really remember, you know, why did you get sober? For me, I got sober, obviously for myself, but also, you know, for my family and because I wanted to make a difference in the world. I didn't just want to be some guy that went along every day in life and didn't make a difference and didn't do anything good or positive. And so that's really, I go back to the roots of why I chose sobriety and why I did the work to stay and remain sober and to get in recovery. And that's why putting my family first and also why helping other people has just become like the go-to for me. And we've talked about it so many times, but it's like, as soon as I get out of my own head, all of those thoughts, those crazy thoughts, that thought of a drink, it goes away so quick when I start helping other people. And, you know, I think that ultimately that if people would say, you know, what is like your purpose in your recovery? And for me, it's to help other people and to give back. And again, it doesn't mean that has to be yours. Some may agree, some may disagree. It doesn't really matter. But whatever is fueling you, find it and keep keep on feeding it and keep on doing those things. You know, we always say, do the thing. If it's working, keep doing it. Do more of what works and do less of what doesn't. I would just encourage anyone out there, keep looking. If you haven't found the purpose, if you haven't found things that make you happy or things that that you're enjoying, keep looking. And um, once you find that purpose and you keep feeding it, recovery is amazing. And um, I hope more and more of us and more people keep finding it every single day. Beautifully spoken, Kevin. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. It is a podcast dedicated to deepening your sobriety and enriching your recovery. If you like what you heard, follow us, like us, and share this with your friends. If you're on Facebook, join our Facebook group, the Sobriety Elevated Podcast. If you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, 
put it in there and we will talk about it. Thanks for listening. Create a sober and empowering day and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you.